So in breath meditation, uh, we are uh, making uh, a great effort, really a great effort, an effort to be present, to be in the body and in the heart. This effort, uh, and when we think about effort, uh, we can think about sort of two components of effort or two elements of effort. Uh, one is the effort that we make from moment to moment, as the Buddha describes it, to abandon the unskillful and cultivate the skillful. So in the meditation, it's the effort that we make to put the thoughts to the side in each moment and the effort that we make to put the attention on the breath uh, that effort is largely applied into uh, directed thought, the other steps of the breath meditation as I went through them, uh, but largely in terms of directed thought, be mindful of the breath, be mindful of the breath, and then as we go to step three, be mindful of the arms, be mindful of the legs, etc., uh, all the parts of the body as we scan the body. Uh, so there's that effort that we make uh, to, to stay present, to keep the mind on the breath and the body. And then there's the quality of effort that we make over the course of the meditation. So that's actually, you know, within the Buddhist teaching, uh, a separate uh, quality, mental quality. Um, so effort is one parami and another parami is determination. Uh, determination is the effort that we make over a period of time. So. We make an effort from moment to moment in the meditation to keep the attention on the breath, to develop the steps of the breath meditation, to put aside the thoughts, etc. And then we make a, an effort over the course of the meditation. Uh, uh, that's determination, the effort that we make over the long haul. So uh, you know, this quality of determination is, you know, it's, if you think about it, it's one of the ten paramis. It's such an important element in our Dharma practice, determination. Uh, one of these qualities that it's essential that we learn to develop. Uh, like all these qualities, of course, we develop them over time. So, uh, as we're meditating in any period of meditation, uh, you know, we want to make, we want to be, we want to have determination to see it through and to continue to do what we need to do from moment to moment in the meditation. Uh, but what we often see, and I know I see this in my own practice, is as the meditation goes on, uh, there may be a tendency to slack off and even sometimes uh, to kind of give up during the meditation. So you get into your meditation, you know, uh, you know, and you may notice this more so in your daily meditation when you're meditating on your own without somebody to keep nudging you. You know, that's my job sort of in the meditation is to nudge you, but, you know, I'm really trying to uh, hopefully uh, uh, guide you towards nudging yourself. Uh, but you know, the tendency that we often see in our meditation as time goes on in the meditation, uh, you know, maybe at a certain point, 10, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes into the meditation, we may sort of drop the effort a little bit. Sometimes we drop it a little bit, 
sometimes we drop it a lot, you know, and we sort of give up when we're still meditating, we're still sitting there, uh, but we've lost uh, that quality of effort. Uh, we've given up on the meditation to some extent. You know, and, and oftentimes it's not, uh, you know, something that is, we're doing uh, partic with particular uh, awareness, you know, it's often unwitting. It's not like we say, I give up, you know. Uh, you know, it's just that tendency in the mind, you know, towards, towards entropy, uh, you know, towards giving up. Uh, so, you know, again, sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's less than subtle. So, uh, uh, you know, the meditation as always, so it's, it's something very, very interesting. It's something very interesting to watch in your meditation, something I watch a lot. You know, am I maintaining my effort? Am I maintaining this quality of determination during the meditation? Or, you know, am I losing effort and energy? Am I kind of slacking off? Am I giving up on some level? Uh, it's very interesting to watch in terms of determination, in terms of the mind, uh, in terms of the meditation, excuse me, it's very interesting to watch in terms of the meditation uh, because it's important to the meditation that we stay with it, uh, but it's very important to, to notice uh, uh, in terms of our minds and the way our minds are. You know, uh, we learn a lot about our mind and the tendency in the mind to, to, to slacken off and to give up. This is why this, this quality of these paramis are so important, this quality of determination is so important in meditation, but also in life. Because there's a tendency as we move through life in various ways uh, to, to give up, to give up. Uh, so, you know, our message is, is, is don't give up, don't give up. Or if we uh, want to, uh, Think about that in in, 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 in in a little bit more of a, a detailed way. Uh, our message is: don't give up on your wish for happiness. Don't give up on your wish for true happiness in this life. And this is a wish that we all have: this wish for happiness, this wish for true happiness. Uh, the teaching of the Buddha, of course, you know, and it was. You know, somewhat remarkable to me, you know, although it did resonate as being true when I heard this, you know, very early, very early on, very early on, you know, probably from Sharon Salzberg or Joseph Goldstein, you know, 30 some odd years ago when they said, you know, the Buddha said that all beings have a wish to be happy. Was, you know, I was a little startled by that, but, it, but, it, but again, it, it, it rang true, uh, uh, you know. And, 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 you know, we come to understand that it is true, that we all have this wish to be happy. It's essential to us. It's in the heart. You know, this wish that we have to be happy for happiness of heart is in the heart. This is part of our, uh, as we used to say sometimes, our birthright. Uh, this is uh, one of the aspects of the gift that we've been given in giving, in given this, in being given this human birth is... Uh, this heart and this wish to be happy, this wish for true happiness. This quality of love, 
this quality of love. This is what this is, right? The wish that we have to be happy is the, uh, is the manifestation of love. Uh, so, you know, we have this, this is essential to us. This quality of love is in the heart. This quality of love is, is, is elemental to us. You know, it's, 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 our, it's our potential, you know, it's our potential. It's often, uh, like all things that come under the category of potential, uh, it is often undeveloped, and the practice of the Dharma is the practice of developing our potential. Practice of developing our potential is a way I like to think about it. This quality of love is, is, is our greatest potential. We all have this potential for love, we all have this potential for self-love. So don't give up on your potential for self-love. Don't give up on your wish for happiness of heart. And again, our tendency uh, is to give up. Our tendency is to give up. And we see that in the meditation, how we give up, right? The meditation is just this little microcosm of life. So that's why it's very instructive, again, in terms of our meditation, but in terms of our lives, we begin to see how we give up. Uh, and, you know, it's hard. Meditation is hard. You know, it's hard, it's hard to be present. It's hard to, you know, uh, train the mind in the service of opening the heart. Uh, uh, it goes against, uh, you know, the stream in terms of our own personal stream and terms of the way that we've been doing things in our lives, uh, and it goes against the cultural stream. Uh, so we're fighting our past karma uh, in, in making this effort uh, to, to, uh, to cultivate uh, meditation, to develop meditation, and to uh, train the mind and open the heart. Uh, it's, it's hard, it's hard. Uh, and, uh, you know, we come up against, uh, you know, I use that term entropy, you know, we come up against our, you know, diminishing energy, you know, our diminishing energy that we might experience within the period of any meditation, but of course in life, in life, uh, you know, we get worn down and, you know, we experience a lack of energy in life. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, working our way against that. You know, we're working our way against that. Uh, another perhaps less scientific and perhaps less uh, seemingly beneficent way of putting it is uh, you know, we all or most of us have to uh, come to terms with some amount of spiritual laziness. This kind of spiritual laziness is one of the great hindrances to our uh, our practice, and you know, and, and, and the cultivation of the heart. So, uh, I mean, that's that's a whole topic in and of itself. Uh, uh, you know, that's part of this topic. But uh, uh, you know, I think we all, uh, to some extent, uh, have to fight against spiritual laziness. And. Because it's hard, and because there's entropy, and because we all uh, suffer to some extent from spiritual laziness, our tendency is to settle for a lesser happiness. Our tendency is to settle for a happiness 
that's lesser than the happiness that we know when we are able to open the heart and live with self-love and love for all beings. So we tend to settle for a lesser happiness, the happiness that comes from sense pleasures, the happiness that comes from adhering to certain views and opinions, the happiness that comes from uh, being uh, 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 involved in certain social conventions. It's like, what am I going to do when the when you know after the NBA playoffs? You know, it's like I'm going to have to look for a, a greater happiness. You know. It's like, thank God it's still the semifinals, you know? I, I, I dread the day when, you know, the, the basketball season is over, then I might have to, you know, take up the mantle of, a, of seeking a greater happiness in the heart. So we tend to look for a, a happiness, a lesser happiness in uh, sense pleasure and views and social conventions, conventions and in self-identity. You know, we look for happiness in self-identity, having a certain identity. We've been talking a lot about that. You know, our tendency to settle for happiness in these four uh, ways is is, uh, is 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 entrenched and difficult to break free from because these, of course, are the four modalities of clinging. You know. So once you start to look for happiness in sense pleasures and views and social conventions and self-identity, you, know, you grasp on to those uh, elements uh, of uh, ways of being. And the more you grasp, the more you grasp and the more you grasp. You know, so we're very tied to looking for happiness in, in, in these things. And, uh, uh, less for uh, happiness of heart. So uh, our tendency is to give up uh, because it's hard, because there's entropy and spiritual laziness and uh, we, our tendency to settle for a lesser happiness, to settle for a lesser happiness. Now, this is why oftentimes at you know, when people get older, you know, and sometimes when they're at the end of life or dying, uh, you know, and they realize, you know, the happiness that comes from sense pleasure and views and opinions and social conventions and self-identity is really meaningless. You know, I'm going to die. None of these things really mean anything. Uh, you know, and sometimes at that point, people turn to looking for the happiness of the heart. Uh, the happiness of, of that comes from uh, metta, from love, the happiness of heart. But you know, when those sense pleasures are so rich, you know, and our self identity is so uh, well formed and uh, conduces to feelings of gratification and satisfaction. You know, if it's our career or our, you know, you know, role as a parent or whatever it is, you know, that gives us self-satisfaction. Uh, you know, when those things are in their prime and blush of life, you know, uh, they're hard to 
separate out from in our efforts to know a greater happiness. And then, of course, there's doubt. There's doubt that, uh, you know, I can know true happiness and have true happiness. You know, we get discouraged and we experience despair uh, as we go through life, you know, and life uh, offers us its difficulties. I think a lot of us felt despair. I know I did over the last few years with the pandemic. You know, uh, you know, how can there be happiness, a true happiness in this life, you know, given the way the world is or the way my life is because of the pandemic? You know? So these, these elements of mind or qualities of mind, you know, that are all cohere around our tendency to give up, uh, you know, they block us from the heart. Uh, so we have to discern them, uh, discern, you know, these, and just like we have to discern in the meditation, just like we have to discern in the meditation our tendency to give up, uh, we have to kind of discern, uh, uh, you know, our entropy and spiritual laziness and our tendency to look for happiness and lesser things and our doubt and our despair. Uh, you know, these qualities of mind, they block us from the heart, you know, they block us from the heart. And sometimes, you know, this is a little bit of a, uh, a koan, you know, <laughs> they block us from the heart and we mistake them for the heart, from the heart, you know, because they're just sitting on top of the heart, you know, they're just sitting on top of the heart, you know, our, 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 our weariness, our weariness. Maybe better than spiritual laziness is spiritual weariness, our weariness, you know, and our doubt and our despair. You know, they're sitting on top of the heart, and we sort of mistake them for the heart, but they're not the heart. You know, they're not the heart. You know, the heart is 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 all love and compassion, wisdom. So they're not the heart, and we can love. You know, we can love in this life. You know, so we don't want to give up on love. We can love ourselves. You know, we don't want to give up on uh, love for ourselves. Our practice of meditation uh, uh, is a practice that we uh, are uh, engaging in. So in the end, we can love. So in the end, we can love. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and that's why it's so and we talked about this on the, a lot on the retreat in April. That's why it's so profoundly important or you know, and powerful in the meditation if we, uh, if we perceive. And it's a skillful perception, but it's also more than that. It's a quality of intent. It's that quality of intent. If our quality of intent in the meditation is informed by love, you know, so I'm doing this out of love. This is an act of love. Uh, the meditation is an act of love. Uh, and of course, that's what transcends, enables you to transcend, uh, you know, the, the tendency to give up in the meditation. You know? Ultimately, that's what's going to keep you on the breath and move you through. I mean, it's seeing the tendency to give up in the meditation. Uh, but uh, ultimately, uh, 
you know, so that's important, but ultimately it's, it's being in tune with the meditation as being something that you're doing out of love for yourself and all beings, the uh, meditation as being love, you know, it's like, I don't want to give up on doing something that I'm doing out of love for myself. But if you don't, if you're not in tune with that intention, then, you know, because most of the time, I mean, it's sort of like, I, I realized this years ago, I'd be meditating and it's like, you know, I mean, I read a lot of books, you know, this is after I'm meditating 20, 25 years, it's like, I don't I have no idea why I'm meditating, you know, within the confines of any meditation. You know, it's like, I've lost any sense of why I'm sitting here. It's like, why am I here? I'm on this cushion, I open my eyes, I look around, where am I, what am I doing? This is crazy. I grew up on Long Island, why am I sitting here? You know, guys from Long Island, they don't meditate, you know? It's like, why am I sitting here? I don't get it. No idea why I'm meditating, you know? Well, I'm meditating out of love, you know? So, so you know, that has to be really brought up to the surface, you know, and we have to remind ourselves of that in the meditation. The meditation is love, and we meditate so that we can love. You know, we meditate so that we can love. Uh, the practice is the practice of getting to the heart. So, you know, you're sort of, uh, you know, accomplishing two things here. You know, in the meditation, you know, you're learning to move past entropy, to move past your spiritual weariness, if you will, uh, the tendency to give up and to move forward out of love. And in that process, it's a process of, in which you're moving to, to the heart. You're making the journey out of the head into the body to the heart to the heart, to the heart, to the heart, to the heart, to love, and to love for ourselves. It's a difficult journey, like I said, you know, it's a difficult journey to the body. This is why skillful pleasure is so important. This is why skillful pleasure is so important, because it enables us to get into the body, you know, but it's a little trick that the Buddha plays with us, right? It enables us to get into the body, but it's not the goal, right? The goal was the heart, the goal was love, love for ourselves, you know, and the action that's informed by love for ourselves and others. You know, that we learn to take, you know, sometimes in big ways in terms of our work and our relationships, and, you know, but, you know, we also learn to take this action that's informed by love in the most subtle ways, you know, we begin to do that in the meditation. You know, every day is an opportunity to, to love yourself and to take an action that's informed by love for yourself, provided you don't give up on that possibility and that potential that you have in the heart. Every day is an opportunity, every moment is an opportunity for love and for love for yourself. So we may continue practicing the Dharma for years and years, uh, but uh, one of the things we may start to notice, like I started to notice, is that there was this tendency in the meditation to give up, uh, but on the larger scale, uh, we may practice meditation for years and years, but to some extent, or large or small, we may give up on trying to be happy to have a greater happiness. We may give up on trying to have love for ourselves. We may give up on love. 
We give up, we may give up to some extent on our wish to be happy, our wish for true happiness. So this is important to reflect on. Uh, you know, I, I, I was actually didn't have a chance to, to post the notes for the class, uh, but I will send them to you. Uh, and if you uh, uh, don't get them, let me know. I think I know everybody who's here. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, I think what I'm going to do mostly is I'll put a few notes in, but mostly reflections, you know, reflections. So, uh, you know, sometimes I put reflections in the notes, and uh, these are the things that I reflect on. So, uh, This is all my encouragement to read the notes, uh, but uh, you know there are things that I've reflected on over the years uh, and continue to reflect on. So uh, it's important to reflect: you know, Have we given up? To what extent have we given up? Because we're all, you know, uh, suffering to some extent with entropy. Uh, so you know, it, it, this is why determination is so important. To, you know. Determination wouldn't be one of the, the paramis if there wasn't the tendency to give up you know, or, or slacken. So we can reflect, have we given up? Now, you know, and this is sort of the, this is sort of the caveat emptor with the reflections, you know, you know, reflections really demand a certain level of truthfulness, you know, and it's kind of like, I don't really want to ask that question, you know? I don't really want to ask that question, have I given up, you know, because I might have to look at the truth of what that is. This is why uh, truthfulness is really, you know, this is why uh, courage is really a function of truthfulness. I learned this years ago from Thomas Arapiku, you know, I gave a talk on it not too long ago, and I said, where does truthfulness come uh, where does courage come in in the Buddha's teachings? And he said, well, it's really a function of truthfulness. It takes a lot of courage to ask these kinds of questions and to look and see and be truthful. Have we given up? Have we given up on the heart? Have we given up on love? Have we given up on self-love? Have we abandoned our wish to be happy? And again, this is also why it's so important to do the metta practice, right? The metta practice, I just... I, you know, with metta, I mean, I, I, I've been doing metta for, you know, more than three decades, you know, pretty much every day to some extent. You know, today, mostly it's just, I just want to, these days, I just want to touch into my wish to be happy. I want to remember it. I want to remember it. I want to remember it every day. And if I can feel it, usually I can feel it. I want to feel it, because if you feel it, you feel it, and it's in the body, it's easier to remember, because you need to remember it as you go throughout the course of your day, as your tendency as you go throughout the course of your day is to give up on love. You have to remember, no, I have this potential for love. So the metta for me helps me remember, you know, I have this wish to be happy. You know, there is love in the heart. There is love. This is my potential. I have love, you know. It's like when I get into doubt, it's like you're an unlovable person who can't love anybody else. And, you know, it's sort of like, you know, we all kind of go through that, right? At least I do. Uh, you know, so I have to remember there's this quality of love in the heart. 
It's the most important thing to remember. I just want to touch into it. I just I don't do a long metta meditation anymore. I used to do much longer ones, but it's more of a like I have to remember that every day. So have we abandoned our wish to be happy? What is our resolve to be happy? I mean, this is taking it to the next level. What's our resolve to be happy? Can we resolve to be happy? I mean, it always starts with resolve, right? You know, it really starts with, I have a wish to be happy, but then there's that resolve. We all have a wish to be happy. That's right view. And then there's right resolve. Can I make a resolve to be happy? So our message is, don't give up on your wish to be happy. You can be happy in this life. Don't believe the naysayers. There's a lot of naysayers out there, you know? You know there's Mara is at every corner. Oh, look at all these sense pleasures. You know, find satisfaction in these views and opinions. Be a participant in these social conventions. Develop your self-identity as a way to happiness. You know, there isn't a true happiness. You know, there's a lot of naysayers out there, but also in here and in the mind. And those are the naysayers that you really have to watch out for, the naysayers in your own mind. So don't give up. You know, when we give up, life loses something. And this is, to me, the most painful thing about giving up. You know, when I see myself giving up, you know, uh, life loses something. It loses a certain joy. You know, joy, the greatest joy that we find in this life, the Buddha said, is found in the effort that we make to train the mind and open the heart, to abandon the unskillful and to cultivate the skillful, to cultivate love and compassion. Joy is found in the effort and in the trying, in the trying. It's joyful to make the effort. It's joyful to practice determination. So don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up on your wish to be happy. <laughs>